Welcome to the Positive Sports Podcast. I'll be your host this evening, Ed Montana. Unfortunately, Alex had some technical difficulties, and we're going to do our uh, podcast via Zoom, but that could not happen today. Alex has COVID. No, I'm just kidding. He doesn't. He's fine. Everything is good. He's busy as usual, as am I, but such is life when you're an adult. Being an adult is really not that much fun, but, you know, hey, we all have to do it. The alternative is not good, right? The alternative to becoming an adult would be death as a young man or woman. That wouldn't be good. Yeah, adult's the way to go, but, you know, sometimes being an adult requires you to be busy. Now, what being an adult does not require you to do, it does not require you to be objective. It does not require you to be fair it does not require you to look at the world beyond your own little problems, right? Which is the problem some of our superstars seem to be having lately. And what I'm talking about is I'm talking about Mr. LeBron James. Now, look, LeBron James is insanely successful, best basketball player on the planet, uh, in the argument to be one of the top five basketball players of all time. And because of that, he's garnered his fair share of love and admiration from people that love his game and love his success, and his fair share of detractors, haters, right? People that just like to hate on the successful. I am in neither one of those camps. I do not think he's the greatest basketball player in the world. I think he's a great basketball player, but I don't think he's the greatest. I can name three off the top of my head that I think are better. And I don't hate him for his success. The man works extremely hard at what he does. He is, has always worked hard, and he's had to navigate a very difficult lifestyle under the spotlight of the media, the most intense media, since he was a teenager. So I neither love nor hate LeBron. I'm, I'm in neither one of those camps. But it's comments like last night that push me towards the not liking LeBron camp. And so let's backtrack a little bit. The NBA has come up with this insane plan. Well, not insane. This plan that I personally don't like, and I think a lot of people don't like it, um, of having a play into the playoffs. So whereas normally the top eight teams in each conference get in, one plays eight, two plays seven, three plays six, four plays five, and so on and so on. You have a bracket. This year, one through six get in. Seven and eight play against each other for the right to be the seven seed. The loser of that seven eight game plays the winner of the nine ten game to be the eight seed. So effectively, you have four teams vying for two playoff spots. Some of those teams will get one shot at it, some one team will get two shots at making the playoffs. Actually, two teams will get two shots at making the playoffs. And two teams will get only one shot. And one will make it with that one shot. And one will be completely out with that one shot. So, why is this even important to LeBron? Well, <clears throat> because LeBron James teams are typically fighting for the top two seeds, right? They're not barely making the playoffs. They're, uh, you know, they're usually at the very top. Well, this year, the Lakers have been beset by injuries. Specifically, a very key injury to Anthony Davis and a very key injury to LeBron James. Injuries that have kept both of those superstars out of the lineup for an extended period of time. For a while, it was just Anthony Davis, but for a long while, it was 
Anthony Davis and LeBron, and now it's pretty much just LeBron, although he came back recently, played, but didn't play all of his minutes, still trying to work his way back into game shape and making sure that the ankle is good to go. In that time, unfortunately for the Lakers and Lakers fans, the Lakers have slid, whereas before they were top one or two, they've slid all the way down to six. Now, technically, they're tied for fifth with the Mavericks and the Trailblazers. And while I don't, I don't have a problem with LeBron criticizing the new playoff play-in format, whatever you want to call it, what I do have a problem with is, look, it was just a year ago when the NBA was on pause due to COVID and they were trying to formulate a plan of how to come back that LeBron James made the comment, oh, there's just a few games left. Just let those, just let those piddly teams, he didn't say piddly, but let those piddly teams that are about to make the playoffs or fighting for that last playoff spot or two, let them battle it out amongst themselves for all of those games that are left, and then we can have the playoffs. Oh, so you mean kind of like a play-in tournament? Like maybe we should grab the bottom four, the the you know, the last two in and the last two and the first two out, and have them play like a little round robin. Oh, oh, maybe we can make them play their little hearts out so that they can you know maybe play in the playoffs with us big boys. Oh, what a what a brilliant idea! Now. Fast forward to last night, and LeBron James' comments were, oh, well, it doesn't matter where we land, you know, we were five seed or six seed or, or seven, you know, or, or you, we have to play in that play-in tournament. Whoever came up with that shit should be fired. Well, wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. So 12 months ago, it was okay for the Memphis Grizzlies and the... Uh, <clears throat> the Sacramento Kings and the, you know, the Oklahoma City Thunder or whoever else was down there. I don't, I don't even remember who those teams were. It was okay for them to have to battle it out. But now that it might be the almighty Los Angeles Lakers and the almighty LeBron James, now people should get fired for coming up with a playing plan? Hey, dummy. You're the one that came up with the plan. You should get fired. You're the one that floated the idea. Where do you think the NBA got it from? You don't think they listened to your idea and thought, hey, that's a pretty good idea. We have a full season. That might be a way to expand the playoffs, generate a little more revenue. Maybe get some interest going in those last few games of the season that no one cares about. It was your idea. And see, this is where LeBron goes wrong. And... Look, in a way, I don't blame him. He is a global icon of the sport. He is one of the most famous people on the planet, for sure. He's as famous as any actor, as any other sports star, as any politician. He is incredibly famous. But LeBron, listen to me now and hear me later. No matter how big you are, you are not bigger than the NBA. I know, I know. You're really big. I get it. You're huge. But the league was here 
for 50, 70, 80 years before you, and the league will be here 50, 70, 80 years beyond you. Whenever you hang up those high tops, the NBA machine will keep going. So while you may not like this plan and you call it shit and you think someone should get fired, you're wrong. You're flat out wrong because the NBA is doing what's best for the NBA product. This isn't some this isn't some soccer league dominated by a couple of big clubs in some South American country or some little country over in, in Europe. That's not how this works. We don't do, the NBA doesn't do what's good for the Los Angeles Lakers. They don't make the rules in the best interest of LeBron James. They've been here for 50, 70, 80 years before you got here. And they're going to be here for 50, 70, 80 years after you're gone. In fact, once you die 30, 40, 50 years from now, they're going to go 50 years beyond that. So no, no one at the NBA should get fired. And if you want to fire somebody, maybe we should fire you because it was your idea. You came up with it. LeBron, you're not bigger than the game. You're not bigger than the league. You're not bigger than the logo. They may put you on the logo one day with a little headband. You're still not going to be bigger than the, than the league. You're still not going to be bigger than the logo. It just doesn't work that way. And while I appreciate your opinion, the way you flip-flop on the opinion when it directly affects you makes me not want to listen to any of your opinions. Because at the end of the day, if they don't affect you, then I really don't know how you feel about it. Now, do I? And that's where you've gone wrong. Cut it out, LeBron. Just cut it out. Just say, I want to get back to my team as soon as possible, and we're going to make the best run we possibly can. We're the defending NBA champions, and we're going to give it everything we got to repeat. And if that means we have to go through the play-in tournament, then so be it. It's been a roller coaster season, but in the end, we will come out on top. How about you say that? Man, that would make me get behind LeBron James. Man, that would make the Lakers be must-watch TV. You know what? I hope the Lakers end up in that game. I hope the Lakers slide all the way down to nine so that they have to win twice to get into the playoffs and then make a remarkable run through the Western Conference all the way to the NBA Finals. Wouldn't that be a better story? No, but instead you're going to complain and whine and talk about firing somebody because they came up with a plan that you planted the scene for. It was your idea. It was your idea. So please, don't give me the someone needs to get fired for this shit. Please don't give me it's, ridicu it's a ridiculous idea. I agree with you. It's a ridiculous idea, but not coming from you because it was your idea. Last year, when they had the idea of a play-in tournament, I said, it's ridiculous. Now they have a play-in tournament. I continue to say, it's ridiculous. They're going to expand to 10 teams when I've said all along they should shrink to four because the bottom four that make the playoffs are worthless, not true contenders, not true, not true champions to be crowned at the end of a grueling run. My opinion has not wavered.
I am not affected. But I wasn't affected before. LeBron. Maybe you should formulate an opinion. Maybe you should think about what if I was Sacramento? What if I was Memphis? What if I was a 10 seed wanting to play my way in? Oh, wait. I wouldn't like that. Never mind. Terrible idea. You're not bigger than the league, LeBron. Man, it would have been so much better if you'd have said, we're the defending NBA champions and we're going to get healthy. And if we have to go through the play-in tournament to defend our crown, then we will. And we will do everything we can to repeat as champions. It's been a roller coaster season. Ups and downs, compressed schedule, and various injuries. But here we are with a chance to repeat as champions. And we're going to do everything we can to do it. I promise you, LeBron, that statement would have resonated far greater than the I'm taking my talents to Miami. Greater than the not one, not two, not three. That statement would have resonated. That statement would have put you even more in the conversation to be the greatest of all time. That would have put you in the conversation with Michael Jordan and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. That statement with Magic Johnson and Larry Bird. That statement would have put you in that conversation if you could turn around and do that. But instead, you took the easy way out. You cried a pity party because they're going to make you play two extra games to get into the playoffs. When last year, that was fine for the little peasants like the Memphis Grizzlies and the Sacramento Kings. Come on, LeBron. Be better. Be better. I'll go to my other crybaby here in a little bit. But for now, let's just look at the way things are going in the NBA. We're running out of time, guys. Most teams are at 64, 65 games. So you're looking at less than 10 games for everybody at this point. And it's getting quite interesting. Now, as much as the NBA is dying to get Zion Williamson into the playoffs, and look, there's a part of me that believes the only reason they did this six, seven, uh, this seven, eight, nine, ten playing game is because they want Steph Curry and Zion Williamson in the playoffs. And if you don't believe me, go watch the game right now on ESPN where they made this one like a special Avengers-themed basketball game with the with the Warriors and the, and the Pelicans. So. You know, say what you want. They want those two guys in the playoffs. And rightfully so. They are ratings boosters by themselves. I mean, they are fantastic basketball players. One of them is a NBA champion, well on his way to the Hall of Fame. Uh, and the other one, you know, we don't know if he's ever going to be an NBA champion or not. He's not playing in a very good organization right now. But you never know, right, what, it could, ha- what could happen three, four, five, seven, ten years down the line. But... He is must-watch TV. Everyone loves to watch him play. He's a freak of nature and an incredible basketball player as I'm watching him make some incredible plays right now as the game is on. Because, you know, I can't help it. i got to have the game on. i got to have the ESPN on. That's just the way I roll. So as we're looking at the playoffs, you've got Dallas, the Lakers, and the Trailblazers 
are tied. And one of those teams will fall into that seven spot if the season were to end today. Right now, it would be Portland. Then you've got the Memphis Grizzlies three and a half games back. Not real likely that they're going to catch up to Portland or the Lakers or the Mavs. Then you've got Golden State a half game behind them. The Spurs a half game behind them. And then two and a half games back to the Pelicans. So the Pelicans still have a lot of work to do. But right now it looks like our four would be Portland and Memphis. The winner of that game gets the 7th seed. The loser would play the winner of Golden State and San Antonio, the 9-10 game, to see who gets the 8th seed. So it could be pretty interesting. It's also a little interesting at the top. Phoenix and Utah tied at the top. Phoenix has gotten hot again. They're 7-3 over their last games. They're riding a four-game winning streak. They are a damn good basketball team. And Look, I've said this before, talking about the NBA season. I, I, don't, I don't really keep tabs on the most improved player and, you know, uh, comeback player of the year and things like that. But Phoenix has two of them because DeAndre Ayton is playing some incredible basketball. And Chris Paul, he's been good before, but, you know, where we expected him to be in 2021 compared to where he actually is now. I mean, the guy has just found the fountain of youth in Phoenix, and that team is firing on all cylinders with a bona fide superstar in Devin Booker, and they look great. They have clinched their playoff spots. They are in, believe me, and they're going to be fighting for that top speed, top seed. After that, you've got a battle for 3-4, Denver and the Clippers. Uh, Denver's three games back. The Clippers are three and a half games back. So <clears throat> it's close. So it, it, you have these little pockets of competition in the West that make it very interesting at this point in the season. You've got a two-man race for the one seed. You've got a two-man race for the three and four seed. And then you've got three teams trying to make get those last two spots, those last two secure spots, so to speak. And then, <clears throat> you know, the third team who's trying to stay out of that play-in and then the jumbled up, uh, the three in the playing spot, you know, it's better to be the eight seed than it is to be the nine or the ten seed because then you only have to win one game to be in the playoffs. So very, very interesting there. Uh, looking back at the East, <clears throat> you know, the East is kind of in a similar situation. You've got the Sixers and the Nets at the top. Uh, the Sixers lead the Nets by half a game. That's going to come down to the very end. That, that's going to come down to the very last game of the season. Um, I don't know who they play, but <clears throat> that is coming down to the wire to see who wins uh, the one seed over there. And I'm going to look because curiosity uh, is my friend. <clears throat> and I want to see whether uh, who the last game is. So the last two games of the season for them are against Orlando. Interesting that they don't play Brooklyn at the very end. That would have been even better, right? But does not look that way. For Brooklyn, uh, on the other hand, uh, you know, they come down the stretch. <clears throat> they got it. they have to get healthy too, right? James Harden is still out. That's their big issue. <coughs> Excuse me. And looking at their schedule, they come down to the end with Chicago and Cleveland the last weekend of the season. Should be very, very interesting. It's going to be close between those two and very entertaining. Uh, and it's a big deal to be the one or the two seed because then you'll be at home if you should meet up in the finals. Uh, <clears throat> after that, you've got 
The Bucks were three games back, looking pretty secure in their spot because it's two and a half to the Nets. It's four more back to the Knicks. The Knicks at the four seed, seven games back. And then it gets interesting. <clears throat> You've got the Hawks and the Heat, a game and a half behind the Knicks, securing those last two absolutely, you know, guaranteed playoff spots. <clears throat> then when you get to 7, 8, 9, and 10, you've got the Celtics one game out of that sixth spot. The Hornets two and a half behind them. The Pacers half a game behind them. And then the Wizards a game and a half behind them with the Raptors currently sitting out of the playoff picture two and a half games out. There's going to be some movement there in the middle in that 7, 8, 9, 10 spot. Uh, the Celtics are... <clears throat> the Celtics are probably the most difficult team to figure out. Because at times they look like a great basketball team. And at times they look like they don't even belong in the playoffs. And so even though they are uh, in the seventh seed, two and a half up on the Hornets, you got to wonder if they don't slip uh, a, a spot or two even because then the Pacers are only a half game behind that. Or they could jump up and be in the top six. They could pass the Heat and pass the Hawks and end up in a playoff spot. The surprise this year has obviously been the Knicks. You know, no one was predicting the Knicks to be in the playoffs, and yet, here they are. Here they are once again. And I say once again, not as in like every other year. I say once again as in a very long time since they've been here because it's been a while since the Knicks have made the playoffs. I don't remember the last time the Knicks made the playoffs, but I'm pretty sure it's been a while. So... That's where we are. Uh, you know, I'd be remiss to say the, the Bulls are, are half a game behind the Raptors, so they're still in that chase for the 10th spot. They, they could make it. You never know. Uh, but there's not a lot of games left. It's quite interesting. Uh, as I look at those teams, and, uh, you know, I'm a statistics guy, I, I, I can't help but think that the Raptors will somehow get in. Uh, I don't trust the Wizards. And I really don't trust the Pacers either. And so it's it's kind of dicey. But I, I just I feel like somehow Toronto is going to make it in. And don't be surprised if the Celtics move up into the top six. That would be my prediction as of right now. Now, I could be wrong. But that's just it's just a gut feeling I have. Um, <clears throat> we'll move on. Now... This past week, we had the NFL Draft, which I love the NFL Draft because it's a time where we look at all of these young guys and we have all of this hope for the future of how this guy will turn the franchise around, about how this guy will, will set the world on fire, about how this guy is going to help us make the playoffs, about how this guy is the missing piece that we needed last season to make the playoffs, to make it far into the playoffs, to make it to the Super Bowl even. Who knows? Um, <clears throat> it's very, very interesting. Unfortunately, that storyline for so many players was overridden by the storyline of Aaron Rodgers. Now, Aaron Rodgers... Aaron Rodgers is another guy that thinks he's bigger than you name it, Right? He thinks he's bigger than the Green Bay Packers. He doesn't care about the Packers tradition. He doesn't care about uh, 
the golden era of the Green Bay Packers. He doesn't care about Brett Favre. He doesn't care about Super Bowl one and two. He doesn't care about that stuff. He cares about Aaron Rodgers. Now, it wasn't but a few years ago that Aaron Rodgers made a big old stink about McCarthy, and McCarthy ended up out of a job. Even though they had had a great tenure together, they had played. They had been very, very successful together. They had never gotten to the Super Bowl, but they were very successful together for several years. And unfortunately, Aaron Rodgers didn't think that was good enough. So he set the wheels in motion to basically get Mike McCarthy fired. And, you know, and actually they did win a Super Bowl together because he's, he was a head coach there for 12 years. Won him a Super Bowl, and yet Aaron Rodgers moaned and complained about you know, Mike McCarthy to the point where he got him fired. He got him fired. I mean, let's face it. It was him whining, and he got him fired. In comes Matt LaFleur. Again, the Packers are doing great, flourishing. Look, putting a balanced team out on the field is a very, very difficult thing to do in the NFL. There's salary cap issues. Uh, you know, these rookies come in with big contracts. It, there's a lot of guaranteed money. It's not easy. And if you don't, if you do think it's easy, go look at go look at what Tom Brady had in New England, right? Super successful, but never had, well, except for one year, really never had an explosive offense, right? Because it was just, it, it's, it's too difficult. It's just too difficult. But that's why the NFL is the king amongst American sports right now. It's competitive every year. There's different teams winning the division every single year in some cases. Just look at the NFC South. But that's what we love about it. It's competitive every year. And part of it is because of the difficulties of dealing with a hard salary cap. It's just not easy. And so Aaron Rodgers looked like every other great quarterback at times has struggled to have talent on the field. Ask Ben Roethlisberger. Ask, um, um, I mean, the Kansas City Chiefs are the exception to the rule. And the Saints, too, uh, for, for that matter. Look at the Dallas Cowboys. Look at... Um, <clears throat> Look at the Seattle Seahawks. They they had to sacrifice their, their offense for their defense, and now they're having to sacrifice their defense for their offense. So, you know, it's incredibly difficult to form a football team within the confines of the salary cap and make it successful and make everyone happy and give everyone the weapons that they want and the people that they want to play with. And Aaron Rodgers is no different. And look, he's a great quarterback, but all of this whining... I wouldn't want him. I wouldn't touch him with a 10-foot pole. I mean, the guy is just never happy. And so here we are on draft night, and the story of draft night is not Trevor Lawrence. In fact, I, I didn't even see Trevor Lawrence get drafted. I, I didn't even see the whole thing. I, I, didn't, I didn't see him shake Goodell's hand because all I could see was just constant updates about Aaron Rodgers wanting out of Green Bay. He wants out of Green Bay. He wants out of Green Bay. Look. You have a contract. If you want out of Green Bay, go talk to management and get yourself out of Green Bay. But don't put it in the media. And don't put it out on draft day. Just don't. You're not bigger than the game. You may have been for that one day, but you're not overall. And you're not bigger than the Packers organization. Quit crying. Quit crying. Because all you're doing is lowering your trade value. 
Go ask Deshaun Watson how whining to the media went for him. Go ask him how that worked out. He lowered, he plunged his trade value by complaining about the Texans organization and how he wanted out and how they would talk and nothing would happen. And the Texans, to their credit, said, no, we're not going to give him away for a bag of Cheetos. We're going to get some value for Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson is a top 10 quarterback in this league, and we're going to get value for him. So, no, we're not going to give him away for a bag of Funyuns and a Big Red, which sounds delicious to me right now. No, we're not going to do that. We're going to give value. And so all the teams that offered a couple of snacks, a couple of Slim Jims for Deshaun Watson got rebuffed by the Texans. The Texans said no. The Texans said no, we're going to get value. This is Deshaun Watson. This is one of the top 10 quarterbacks in the league. And if you want him, you're going to have to pony up. You're going to have to give us assets or you're going to have to give us draft picks. But we're not going to give him away for your bag of Funyuns. No, a big bag of Doritos will not cut it. Sorry, this is Deshaun Watson. To the point where now Deshaun Watson has other problems and now they couldn't unload him and probably not even for that bag of Doritos because no one knows how long he's going to get suspended. And I made this comment way back when, when the whole he wants out of Houston first started. I said Deshaun could have helped matters by not running his mouth constantly to the media about how he wanted out. The Texans had meetings with him in an effort to smooth things over and in an effort to increase his trade value. Don't get me wrong. I understand what the Texans were doing. They were having these meetings hoping that people would say nice things and we would all sing Kumbaya and other teams would think, oh, well, we're going to have to pony up to get him. We can still get him, but it's going to cost us a little bit more. But still... He's a top 10 quarterback. It's not going to cost us what a normal top 10 quarterback would be. It's not going to cost us what it would cost us to get Lamar Jackson out of Baltimore. It's not going to cost us what it would cost us to get Russell Wilson out of Seattle. So, okay, let's do it. That's why the Texans did it. And I'm completely aware of that. And I'm okay with it. That's part of the game. But then Deshaun Watson kept going to the media. And so now, he continued to kill his trade value. And then, of course, all the women... From the different massage parlors came out, and that was the end of that. But Aaron Rodgers is headed down the same exact path. I'm willing to bet that the Packers could have shopped Aaron around the league without anyone knowing, and probably could have gotten a deal done. They probably could have called the Giants and said, hey, what do you think? They probably could have called Jacksonville. They probably could have called Denver. They probably might have even been able to call Miami. They could have made some deals. They could have poked around and seen what can we do to, to, to go ahead and, and, and make this deal. To go ahead and send Aaron on his way. He wants out. Okay, we'll, we'll do it. We'll, we'll get him out of here. But now Aaron Rodgers has plummeted his trade value. But he's run his mouth again about wanting out. Because again, he's not happy. Because nothing that that organization does is good enough for him. He is the almighty Aaron Rodgers. The organization should give him everything he wants and then some. 
If he wants a wide receiver, God damn it, give him two. If he needs a new left tackle, get him two. That's what the Packers should do. No, Aaron, it doesn't work that way. It's not that easy to just go out and get an offensive tackle. It's not that easy to go out and get a top-notch wide receiver. We have, we have to pay 55 guys on this roster with a limited budget. And by the way, it's not our choice to be under that limited budget. These are the mandates of the rules. This is what was collectively bargained with your union. What do you want me to do? I'm trying to make the best team I can. Do you want to win or do you just want to pad your stats with gaudy statistics? Uh, what else would you pad your stats with, right? Or do you just want to pad your stats with touchdown passes to wide receivers left and right? Meanwhile, our defense has given up twice as many points as, as you can score. Is that what you want? Hey, man. You have been part of an organization that has been beating on the doorstep of Super Bowls year in and year out. And yes, you are a big piece of that. Yes, you contribute mightily to that effort. You contribute a tremendous amount to that success. But that success happens because we manage a salary cap in order to be good on both sides of the football. We just made, we just got rid of a Super Bowl winning coach for you. Brought this other guy in. He's good, but we had to go through that whole transition because of you. Now you want to bounce out of here after two years? How long has LaFleur been been at, uh, been with the Packers? Has it been two seasons? I mean, come on. Yeah, two seasons. And you've got a good one. Let me tell you, you've got a good one. Matt LaFleur is a good NFL coach. And you know what? He's going to be a good NFL coach with you at quarterback, with whoever they do, Jordan Love that they drafted last year at quarterback, or whoever is quarterback 10 years from now. He's a good one. And you got him there with all your whining. Your whining worked out. You got a good one. Mike McCarthy was a good one. You wind him right out of town. You got lucky that they got another good one in. Remember Joe Philbin? It could have ended up there. Lucky for you, it didn't. You got Matt LaFleur. Quit complaining and quit going out to the media and crashing your trade value. You're making it impossible for the Packers to make a deal. Is it any more stern going to the media than just sitting down with, the, with Packers management and saying, look, guys, I want out. Get me out. In fact, I'm willing to bet that if you sat in front of them and said, I want out, I'm not going to go to the media. I'm going to keep my trade value as high as possible. But you guys... Got to get me out of here. Take a little off the top. Maybe not three first-rounders. Maybe two first-rounders in a second. But get me out of here. Don't you think that would work better than running to the media with your whiny, I want out of Green Bay stance? You're killing the trade value. You're killing the possibility of, of, of Green Bay getting any value back for you. 
You think you're one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, and now you're making it so the Packers have to give you away? No, they don't want to do that. And you're not facilitating your exit out of there by running to the media on draft day. We pay attention to the NFL for one day in the spring. And you got to start running your mouth so that everyone's looking at you instead of looking at those draft picks. You're killing it. You're absolutely killing the possibility of getting draft of getting traded. And I hope you haven't been to any massage parlors lately. Because if you have, you might end up in the same boat as Deshaun. There might be a whole bunch of women filing lawsuits. Because you didn't play nice at a massage parlor. You didn't keep that towel on like you were supposed to. Or some shit, whatever it is Deshaun did. I don't understand why these guys don't keep their mouth shut. I don't understand it. But here we are. And Aaron Rodgers is just too whiny for me. I can't stand it. Congratulations to Trevor Lawrence being the number one pick. My man, you've got a tough road to hoe in Jacksonville, but best of luck. I think he's going to be successful. I think he's good. The next two quarterbacks, I don't know. I'm not sold on on, uh, on Wilson from BYU with the Jets. I'm not sold on Lance out of North Dakota State for San Francisco. I wish those guys the very best. I just don't think, I just don't think it's going to work. I think Atlanta made a steal at four. I think Pitts is going to be an awesome tight end. And while I think Chase is an excellent wide receiver for the Bengals, I think you have to invest more in that offensive line because you want to keep Joe Burrow standing. It doesn't matter if he has good receivers if he can't stay upright all season. And remember, last season, he went down with an injury. That's just my look at the first five. What do I know? Uh, My brother says this all the time. At the end of the day, the NFL draft is a crapshoot. I agree with him. It is, um, you just never know. I mean, you're looking at 20, 22-year-old kids. It's hard to say how, how successful they're going to be over the next 10 years in probably the most competitive league on the planet um, and an incredibly complex job in the NFL. So you never know, especially when you have injuries that play into that. You just never know. But... You know, it's always super exciting. The hope that builds as you uh, as you see those guys walk across the stage uh, and and know that they're going to start their careers in the NFL, something they've been dreaming dreaming about all their lives. It's fantastic. Um, I know we I know I've done a lot of yelling, not yelling, speaking passionately uh, about LeBron James and Aaron Rodgers and the playoff system and blah blah blah. So we can try to end it on something positive. And certainly, if you're a New York fan, this is positive. They announced the National League and American League pitchers for the month of April. You will be happy to know that both pitchers reside in New York. How about that? How about that? Now, I have to double check because... I want to make sure I've got it right, but if I'm not mistaken, the pitcher of the month 
for the NL is Jacob DeGrom. And no, I wasn't going to get that one wrong. <laughs> the guy's got a minuscule 0.51 ERA. He's got as many RBI as he does runs allowed. He's he's He is, right now, he is absolutely pitching royalty. And he's must-watch TV when he pitches. On the American League side, Garrett Cole from the Yankees uh, was the pitcher of the month. I don't know what his stats are, but they're insanely good. Uh, he seems to be getting better and better and better. It's amazing how good he is. Um, <clears throat> so, if you want a pitcher, if you want an ace, look no further than the Big Apple. New York has him. Actually, has two of them. What do you want, an American League ace? Garrett Cole. You want a National League ace? Jacob DeGrom. We got aces. We got aces up our sleeves. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch those guys as the season goes on. Well, folks, <clears throat> that's all I have for today. As always, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. If uh, if you want to catch the show, you can catch us on YouTube uh, or on Podbean, Google Play, iTunes, um, Spotify, whatever uh, podcast platform you choose to consume your podcast. We are available. Uh, if you want to contact us, you can reach the show via email, positivesports10 at gmail.com, positivesports10 at gmail.com. If you want to get a hold of my brother Alex and wish him well, even though he doesn't have COVID, uh, <laughs> you can do so via Twitter at BrooklynGaucho1. And if you want to get a hold of me, you can reach me on Twitter as well at eMontana21. A very exciting couple of weeks coming up. If you're into hockey, they're coming down the home stretch of their season. Their playoffs will be starting soon. Um, the NBA is down to their last few games. We've got about a week and a half uh, here to go. Uh, actually, a little over, a little, a little less than two weeks to go. And uh, and baseball is always a good time. Hey, in case we uh, we we may or may not do a podcast before Sunday, do not forget that Sunday is Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Happy early Mother's Day to all the moms out there. All you guys out there, celebrate all of the moms in your life, whether she's your mom, your wife, your sister, your daughter, whoever she is. If she's a mom, celebrate them. And with that, we've come to the end of another wonderful episode of the Positive Sports Podcast. Celebrate your moms this weekend. And as always, ignore the negativity. Be the positivity. Peace.